Hey everyone, Luca here with Team Luca First and Remix Service First Realty. And we are doing the second of our mayoral candidate debates, or debates, not debates. We we're just talking about having a debate, uh, interviews. And I'm here, uh, fortunate to have with us, Skylar MacArthur Oblenis. So welcome, Skylar. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, you're you're very welcome. And I appreciate you taking the time because I know uh, we, well, we were just having a little discussion. You you not only have a full-time job, but now you've got a second full-time job, <laughs> at least at least while the, the, uh, the election's going on. So yeah. I, I was on your website. I got to know a little bit about you. I got to know a little bit more about you while, while we were setting up. Um, at what point in time, where were you sitting? What happened when the, what triggered you to say, Hey, I'm going to run for mayor. Yeah. You know what? That's a great question. Uh, it's one I've got a lot. Um, people wonder, you know, what inspires a 25 year old to come out of a summer and say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to add on a second full-time job. I'm going to, I'm going to run for mayor. Um, it's, it, it is a question I've received a lot. Uh, well, I don't know if it was a single moment, more, more like a series of moments. Um, so as, as I mentioned to you previous to the conversation here, uh, I'm from Kingston. I've lived here my whole life. Uh, so it's been it's been the story of a thousand straws breaking the camel's back sort of thing. Uh, but what led up to it is um, it was always something that I sort of had on my mind would be some sort of political leadership role. And I was always drawn to the mayoral side of things because I like how you don't have to um, box yourself into a specific political party. Mm -hmm. I like how you can run independently and how you can uh, vote and have opinions that don't necessarily conform to one party. So that that was that was one thing that attracted me to the to the role itself. But as to what drew, drew me to running on this specific election is um, it was a series of things, like I said, but particularly it was the sense of voter apathy uh, in talking about the election. I'd heard about it happening earlier in the summer, and I had just talked about some friends and family, people who uh, have lived in Kingston, who currently live in Kingston. And the general consensus was, oh, yeah, who cares? And that really just rubbed me the wrong way. I just didn't like that sense of who cares? Well, we should all care. People care when bad news comes down the pipeline. Mm -hmm. Oh, people should do this. They should do this. Okay, well, let's get engaged and actually do something about it. You don't need to be a political extremist to get involved. You know, I think there's a ton of room for people that have all, all sorts of views to get involved and actually contribute to their community. So I thought, you know, why don't I walk the talk? It's one thing to say to people, okay, yeah, you have a full-time job. You can still get engaged. You can still get involved. But why don't I actually do it myself? Why don't I show that young people can be involved without having to be downtown picketing all the time? Like I, I not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's other ways to get involved. So I thought, you know, if if I run, worst case scenario, I've at least shown that that it can be done. I whether I win or lose, if if people see that, oh wow, like that person looks like me, they're my age group, they they represent some of the values that I have. Although he didn't win, or maybe he did win. Uh, at the end of the day, I feel like that inspires sort of change that I'm looking to drive in the Kingston community because, yeah. like I said, there was just a sense of apathy. Well, and and I, I I don't disagree with you. I mean, we saw we see that at the provincial level, we see it at the federal level. Uh, no question about it. And I think, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, one, it speaks to I think the fact that people are just at the end of the day unless something really drastic happens yeah. that makes them want to stand up and take notice. Otherwise everybody sort of just puts their head down and keeps doing what they do every day. But, yeah. uh, 
I guess if if anything, uh, you know, d- depending on the success you have or you don't have, um, and if we're measuring success, obviously you would like to win the uh, the election. But um, you know, hopefully the positive byproduct is you will have awakened maybe your demographic, right? Yeah. Because that is part of the demographic that's missing, right? The yeah. fact that uh, politics has always been thought of as an older demographics game, or yeah. at least those that have paid attention to it. Our parents, you know, uh, my parents even, uh, you know, and 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 I have children that are. Well, my son's your age, actually. There so, you go. And I don't, you know, even though he grew up in a political family, uh, grandparents as well, who were actually members of parliament and, and members of provincial parliament, okay. um, um, they're they're probably still not that active. But so, uh, yeah, so I, I applaud you for that. Now, uh, I, I guess the one thought that came to my head, though, you know, uh, aside from the apathy, um, uh, you know, when we talked about I'm having the other candidates, uh, we've had Tina on and I'm, I'm interviewing uh, Mayor Patterson next week. Is he doing that bad a job, I guess? Like what what is missing, I suppose, you know, right? Because I yeah. mean, again, it speaks to that, what what's what's glaring? What's sticking out for you? I guess in terms of what you think is is an immediate need or or needs needs some attention. Yeah. So um, it's not to say that he's doing a bad job. Uh, I'm not looking to throw anyone under the bus in that way. It's more just to me what I see the driving factor is is once again just that apathy piece. It, it's not that he is doing anything particularly wrong. It's that people have just seen it as autopilot. It's just, oh, he'll handle it. Or, oh, the council, it's the same people. It's been that way. Let's just let them deal with it. That's their problem. And sometimes all it takes is a change of face, a change of a change of what, because at the end of the day, the mayor is the figurehead of, mm-hmm. of, of local government. Mm-hmm. They're not the be all end all of local government, but they are the figurehead. And sometimes it just takes a change, something small like that to actually have reverberations that, that go beyond just a mayor changing and maybe a slight change of policy direction or whatever. Sometimes something like that can invigorate a population. Now, obviously there are critical things like there's the homelessness issue. There's the overall affordability issue. There's the issues around um, environmental uh, just degradation in general. And these aren't issues that are unique to Kingston, like we discussed previous to this. And I'm not saying that they're a direct result of any thing that has any single thing that has been done by local government. It's a series of things. It's it's at all levels of government. This is this is something that has been in the works for years. And as a realtor, I'm sure you're very well aware of the trends that happen. Like Aurea comes out with their mm-hmm. pulse reports all yep. the time, yep. and you can see market trends happening. You've been you've been here through buyers markets, sellers markets, balanced markets. You've seen it all. <laughs> so yep. it's this is unprecedented in that there's been a latent sort of demand that that's been that's been there for years and in housing investment has been always very lucrative like especially in the past five or ten years with with cheap money floating around it just made sense to park it in real estate something that something that you know is a real real piece of property well it's and tangible it's, it's just tangible it's, it's, it's stable right exactly and, it, and it's something your parents wouldn't be mad at you for investing in you no, know? No, no, no at no. the end of the day you get that approval um yeah. so it might not have the quite excitement of cryptocurrency or whatever but it's something that has been attractive so there hasn't been that sort of urgency towards developing until now that it's too late it's similar to what you're seeing happening with the bank of canada oh by the way there might be a recession coming let's start hiking up the interest rates but once again, that's another thing that's happened sort of too late. Yeah. So 
I think one of the signals that I want to take here is going from being responsive to more proactive. Mm -hmm. And I, I really think that that's something that it's, it's just something that I think having a younger demographic represented at that level of government in, in, in government that people typically think of as kind of stuffy and stale. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that would really, really help with invigorating people and, it's it's not to say that I have all the answers because I don't. I don't have all the answers and no single person does. Mm -hmm. And anyone who claims they do is lying to you. I agree. Um, yeah. So what, what my sort of strengths and what I want to bring to this is I want to take a listening approach. I want to take an approach of someone who is upfront with, the, with people because that's what we need. We need someone who's going to be telling it like it is. Like, I don't want to just hear we need houses. How many houses do we need? What do we actually predict growth to be so that we can actually meet demand? And of course, it's not as simple as just building more houses. Although supply of that would be great. That's one part of it. And especially institutional building, that's one part of it. Uh, getting, having um, proper processes in place so that the development process can be um, as, as smooth as possible but keeping in mind the environmental element because we can't just build and throw everything else to the wayside because at the end of the day, environmental future is extremely important. Yeah. Um, so bit of a tangent there, but essentially- No, 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 I, it, it, I appreciate your uh, your well, your passion, I, you know, and and, and you're, um, I mean, you're not a, you're a smart guy. You you went to graduate from Queens and economic, actually economics- Applied economics. Applied and economics and business. Yeah. and business. So you at least uh, theoretically have uh, a basic <laughs> knowledge of some of the, <laughs> some of the things you just commented on, yeah. which, you know, and I'm not saying that facetiously by any means. No, no, no um, okay. um, But, you know- I often, and I, I, you know, I guess I get frustrated, uh, and I'm not uh, sing, single singling you out uh, per se, because I've had Tina Fraser on here, and mm -hmm. then even, as I said, uh, the others when they when they get a chance. Um, but everyone's always good at sound bites, right? And and everybody wants to be sustainable, and everybody wants to do things. And, that, and we're going let's 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 not be naive about this. It costs money. Yeah. So right. So where's the money coming from? Because the other side of it is, as you know, nobody wants higher taxes, or yeah. at least nobody wants to pay yeah. for anybody else. So that's the goal. If, right? if you get elected, and I understand you operate, you know, you're 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 not Kingston's not going to get the mayoral veto. Uh, <laughs> last I heard, uh, so you got to work with your council. But yeah. you got elected. You get elected today. Tomorrow, what's your first? In terms of if you had the opportunity to say. I want to do one thing right now. I have the chance to do one thing and change it right now. What, what, what's, the, what's the problem you tackle first? Yeah. So I think the first thing, um, by the way, great question. Um, I think the first thing that needs to be done is looking beyond any individual issue and looking at the problem solving mechanism. So it's, it's one thing. There's so many issues that are extremely important, the, like affordability, huge, the sustainability, huge, all that stuff is extremely important. But if I had to say the one, one, one thing, it's the sort of mix of the government engage engagement from the po population and then as well, just overall government operations. So it's, it's a two, two sided head of overall how problems are solved in the community. Because I think that once you solve, well, not solve, there's never a solution, but once you sort of make improvements to how problems are solved, all problem solving will be made better. Mm -hmm. So that would be my first step. So what that looks like in practical terms could take a bunch of different avenues because depending on what council looks like, 
I don't know exactly who's going to be sitting in those chairs. So appealing to them and reaching those sort of uh, agreements is is not, I can't tell you what that would look like now, mm-hmm. but that's something that I sort of think is one of my strengths is reaching those collaborative ties because a lot of the work that I've done in the past has been collaborative. It's not just me spearheading some initiative, getting it done through pulling up my bootstraps and doing it. Mm-hmm. Things in, in the modern times are made to be done collaboratively. We have all these tools to collaboratively work on things. So let's let's bring that into government. I've seen single-handedly in, in my work, it's anecdotal, but I've seen it across the Ontario Public Service, this push for increased efficiency um, through collaboration. And it's these communities of practice. It's these working groups that are uh, multidisciplinary to solve problems in ways that aren't linear. It's, mm-hmm. it's solving things through getting outside opinions, through tried and true methods. And it's, it's bringing those th- things together. And I, I really think that through that, if you can make the problem solving mechanism, which is the local government, more efficient and operate better, that also speaks to that point you're making about where's the money coming from. Because if you can cut operational waste and you can use the same resources more effectively, then you can make those changes hopefully a lesser cost to the to the broad public mm-hmm. because the goal is not to come up with all these new programs to help people but at the cost of raising property taxes an extreme amount because who does that end up falling onto the people you're trying to help so it's it is that double-edged sword and you have to be really careful there's a line you have to tow um Mm-hmm. But I would say generally that would be the first thing. I hope I hope that sort of answers. No, no, really actually it, it does, and I, and I and, and it's quite enlightening. Um, you actually on your website you alluded to um, winning the very first mayor's challenge, yeah, uh, and that you would problem solve some, but you didn't go on to say what that was. So what, what keep what, people interested? <laughs> what, uh, so well, like because I I think that would give some context yeah. to what you just spoke about for sure, so. for sure. So um, what I was kind of speaking about just now was was a lot about the operational efficiency creation that I do in my current job. But for sure, um, with community engagement, especially, that's one of the things that I was um, seeking in that Mayor's Innovation Challenge. So for those of, for those listeners who don't know, um, back in 2018, there was uh, an I- initiative from the city of Kingston trying to invigorate the community, which is great. Um, it sought answers to some of the city's most difficult problems, one of them being community engagement, specifically um, well, actually, I can't remember if it was specific to the Queen's locals community or if that's just the angle that we took. Mm-hmm. I can't quite remember. Um, so basically what happened there is the call was put out to the community. We're looking for answers, whatever. My friend and I just happened to see it in passing one day. And we we saw, oh, they're looking for a call to action on this. And I'm an ideas person. I think of a lot of ideas for things. And one of the things that jumped out to me right away was about bridging that gap between Queen's and the community and using... Um, using a platform that would be something digital, something where you could have an online community that broke between the barriers of this is the queen student area, this is the locals area. It, it's, it's, it was intended to be something that, that would bridge that. So my friend and I did a lot of deliberations between, between over, over a plate of pad thai. We were just <laughs> sort of uh, very entrepreneurially looking at the problem. We thought, you know what, like we're both from Kingston. We could, we could take a stab at this. So we did. And essentially what our proposal was, it might be on the archive somewhere where you could find it, but essentially we proposed a solution um, that that was this application that we had all sort of wireframed out as to how you could have these uh, events 
and it could be uh, a way that people could see what's going on in the community because that was one of the things that we that we noticed was that people don't always know what's going on and things have changed a lot since 2018 uh, there's there's now more services that offer that um, but at the time that was one of the things we really noticed was lacking so uh, we developed we developed this wireframe for that uh, presented it to city council there was business leaders the mayor was there uh, the community was there we took questions and we we're eventually selected as um, co-winners so my friend and I we were two fairly non-technical people because we didn't have the coding ability and all of that but there was mm -hmm. another group who actually did have that so we actually worked collaboratively with them they sent us to a startup incubator and uh, that was actually another example of a time where i had two jobs because i just got hired for an internship because i wasn't banking on winning that right so um i had just got hired for an internship so we ended up having to pivot a bit because not long after we got funding to do this um and put into that incubator, we found out that Google was actually releasing their own version of that. Wow. So we thought, okay, so go against Google or change something else. So we, we, we switched to a different idea, which was um, also in, in the same vein of community engagement, but it was more about educating people. So it was, uh, uh, not to digress too far from your original question, but it was um, a rapid prototyping and drag and drop coding thing hmm. so people who didn't have technical skills could build living applications it was pretty sweet but um being three young co-founders at the end of the day it ended up sort of fizzling out but uh, we got a lot of interest from the community and yeah. now there are platforms like that that exist like scratch um right so yeah that that was that was sort of what that whole thing was about wow, wow. excellent excellent um so what uh, i mean we talked earlier and uh and i misspoke when i did the introduction but uh, we haven't heard of a mayoral debate or anything so obviously maybe if somebody listens again to this one uh the, the word will get out um because i think people would be interested in that and i would think it'd be a way at least a platform with everybody there to to not yell at each other but at least you know uh view their uh, or at least air their their viewpoints or their platform opinions uh what's been the reception so far how what have, how how what's how, how have you seen like what's what's trending are you getting some yeah uh, followings or what, what's happening yeah, so um, I've I've received a lot of feedback um, from people who are more politically aware, people who are less politically aware, the whole spectrum. Um, people genuinely seem to like what I'm offering. Uh, the biggest issue that I've faced so far is just getting the, my name out there. To be honest, it's it's difficult. And like you mentioned, I am working a full time job, and um, this is my first campaign ever. So there's a lot of things that I don't know, and and there's a lot of elements to running a campaign at a professional level that I, when I came into this, maybe I, I wasn't fully aware of. I've been learning every day um, and trying to get my name out there. I've been attending events locally, educating myself, because I think that's a huge part of it. For when things like this happen, I want to make sure that I'm educated. Uh, I want to make sure that I can um, speak to the points that people care about. Mm -hmm. And that education is ever evolving as well. Like as I talk to people, I, like I said at the beginning of this, I'm not, I'm not the end all be all. I don't know everything and it's, that's that's sort of a culture piece that I want to instill is that nobody's sort of perfect, but through an amalgamation of everyone's skills, we can we can come to good solutions. So, yeah, that that's been my hardest, my biggest difficulty is I'm also not na naturally like a social media person. Mm -hmm. I'm not too much about oh hey guys here I am at this event like right, look yeah. at me, but I know that is part of it, and I've been trying to break out of my shell a bit to get 
to get more like that because I understand you can have the best ideas in the world, but if nobody's heard about you, well, you're not going to get the votes because that's <laughs> that's really at the end of the day what it comes down yeah, to. Fair enough. And I mean, uh, although I haven't seen any signage or anything like that. So that isn't able to be put out yet. Okay. And this, there's also been a change where you can't actually put it on public property. So it, it, the signage is going to look a bit different this year. Okay. Um, I'm kind of partially happy about that because it's really expensive <laughs> yeah yeah no i know trust me i, I yeah i know yeah expensive of course marketing and signage of course. for sure and i'm i'm uh just to echo your i'm not a social i mean for me it's it's the new i mean back in the day it was uh it was the print uh, you know the full page ads in the wig standard or whatever oh, yeah. for those that remember so social media has just replaced that right it's the necessary evil in a in a world of marketing mm -hmm. where you're just trying to find room in, in a massive space right or yep. at least have someone pay attention to it so um I, the homelessness problem um because uh and and i i I heard uh, uh, Paige uh, Agnew uh, on, uh, I'm an Ontario morning junkie, I listen to CBC all the time, and uh, they had her on after that uh, development was uh, kiboshed uh, yeah. at the tannery site. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone has their own opinion about the developer uh, for, that, for that project, um, myself included, but uh, we're not here to debate that. But um, it's certainly on the surface of it, it seemed like it was something that was worthwhile given the number of beds or the number of potential units that we're going to house. Um, that came out of left field, I guess. Right. I mean, what, what yeah. any, I'm not, to, I'm not certainly putting you on a hot spot or to make you, uh, you know, say one thing or another, but mm -hmm. what was your take on that? Or uh, so just to clarify, you mean like on the fact that it was, that it was shut down. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't, I wish I wish I could speak more intelligently to it because in all honesty, I didn't follow it extremely closely. Um, but at a surface level, yeah, it, it would it would be nice to sort of clean up that land and uh, make use of it for a, like a mixed use property. I can totally see the value of that. Once again, I don't I don't have all the information on it. So I, I don't I hesitate to say that, like, if, if I was on council, I'd for sure have voted for it or for sure would have rejected it. But at a surface level, yeah, it, it did seem to have yeah. a lot of well, a and, lot of and, pros. and you know, I started this question with homelessness, and and I mean, it, it's a bugaboo for me. I mean, it's something after thirty five years of being in real estate, um, I never understood the the disconnect. Right? I mean, what happens? You know, what has to happen to someone to 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 be in that world, right, or yeah. to become that way, uh, or in those situations? And and it's it's hard for us to grasp right because we're we're not we're not there and, yeah. and you struggle with what has to happen or what does happen and and i think i guess i'm going on my soapbox now for a little bit because i'm i i, I you're giving me the uh, the vo the confidence there the voice to do it <laughs> go uh, for it this is your show as well you're a smart guy and i i appreciate having conversations with intelligent people but um so you know i mean because a lot of people and they've even the council where they talk about moving some of these places to certain public spaces and everything like that for you know some mm -hmm. of these tiny houses or the the small tents or whatever they're trying to yeah. accommodate and uh you know i've had people come up to me and say who's the counselor for that area i mean i live in that area and that i mean so it's a lot of nimbyism that goes on even yeah. though everybody's empathetic or sympathetic to the plight I mean, there you go. I mean, you can have all the best intentions in the world, but you know, you spoke, you started off the call conversation about apathy. I'm not saying it's not apathetic so much as it's not certainly empathetic. That's yeah. for sure. Right. So, I yeah. mean, how do you tackle that? 
Ooh, yeah, that's that is that is a very big one. Um, and once again, no one solution for it. Um, there's there's a variety of things. And one of the things that you spoke to that I just want to quickly address is, yeah, you can't put yourself in that situation. But one of the things that I think would surprise a lot of people is how close a lot of people are to being in that situation. Absolutely, a lot of people that are operating on a day to day basis that are working poor and and as as I'm sure you've talked on the show numerous times about like the cost of living has way outpaced uh, wage growth. Absolutely. So for a lot of people working in jobs and you're seeing it, people aren't working anymore in, in a lot of fast food restaurants unless, unless the, the salary is there that they can, that they can somewhat afford to live. Um, because you know, in, in economics, you talk about opportunity costs and that's, that's basically what else could I be doing with my time? What's the next best thing I could be doing? So if you're working somewhere for 14 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour, and you're seeing that your um, mobility in terms of I can't move out of my house or my parents' house or my uh, bachelor apartment because now I've been priced out of the market. It's people don't see that how close some people are to being in those well, situations. Hundred percent. And I think a big a big part of it is it's it's a whole. Uh, smorgasbord of different issues that leads someone to being there. There could be the financial element, there could be the mental health, there could be the trauma, there could be oh, yeah. so many things. So each person has sort of a bespoke story as to why they're there. And it's hard to paint it with a single brush. Um, but yeah, I think one thing that helps a lot with the, the empathy piece is realizing how close so many normal people are to being in that situation. Yeah, and, I, and I spoke to Tina Fraser about this. I mean, I'm a, I, I'm a proponent of a living wage, 100%. Um, you know, and I and you're, uh, you know, the last week's guest was a, a mortgage broker, local mortgage broker who did financial planning in his previous career and then morphed into mortgage brokerage um and you know very you know had some very sage words in terms of um you know and and we talked about that you know because when i started in real estate it, the graph always was you get your mortgages fixed your payment stays like this but your income goes like this right yeah. so there's always going to be that separation well mm -hmm. not anymore now yeah. it's like the mortgage is going like this your your wage is staying stagnant so now you're right now and there's there's a lot of working poor my rub is though because you hear the sound bites and i get frustrated because uh, i'm entrepreneurial you seem uh, entrepreneurial or at least have an entrepreneurial spirit um you can't force this on so on business owners either i mean they just no. came out of uh they just got shell-shocked over the yeah. i mean some businesses obviously thrived and 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 did exceptionally well but majority of them didn't you yeah. know and so Yes, I think every business owner would love to have great staff and retain great staff. I mean, that's the that's the challenge right now mm -hmm. is the labor force and or the lack thereof. Or mm -hmm. it's a very shallow pond. Um, you know, it's and I don't know what I don't know what your demographic is doing out there. To be candid with you, if they're not working, I really don't. I'm going to sound like the old guy that walked uphill both ways to school in the winter with snowstorm and all yeah. that sort of. But I don't know. I mean. I don't, I'd like to know where these other opportunities are because I don't see them doing anything else either, you know, yeah. but anyway, uh, and I'm going off tangent too, and I don't want to <laughs> TikTok star muddle, muddle the waters here, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you're right. You're right. And there, you're right. That's a, a, a good, excellent point in terms of the empathy piece. There, there are a lot of families, I dare say in Kingston that are living paycheck to paycheck oh, yeah. are, are living using the food bank more so you know i had dan and run on here you know uh the food bank use is is, is skyrocketed you yeah. know uh so we have all those real things happening in our in our community so yeah um 
listen, we, I've kept you long enough. You, you, you've, now you've got to go start your second job there and go handshake and all that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll leave the last word to you. What, what's tell the world or tell the constituents or tell the community, what would you, apart from voting for you, what, what's, what's a plug you want to give? Sure. Wow. Uh, wide open floor. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess sort of if, if you can take anything from this, um, just realize that you do have the power to enact change. It's not just for, it's not just an old man's game. It's not just an old woman's game. It, it's, it's a game that everyone needs to be involved in because we share a collective future. Although, yeah, some people might be more sheltered from it based on financial situation. Um, it's, it's not just one person's future. So we all need to work towards what, what we want to see. Um, and just generally be nice to people like <laughs> pe people people uh are trying i mean i genuinely believe that almost every single politician uh they're putting themselves out there i genuinely I, I maybe it's naive but i i think that they are in their own way trying to make things better some yeah. some people maybe are not going in the right direction but that's a subjective that's a subjective point um but i do think that don't just sit back and criticize if, if you if you want things to be different work to make them different yeah um that that's that's generally what i would say um and together i think i think every problem is solvable yeah. it's just it's just going to take time uh and we're we're going into a hard time and that's 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 realistic um it there's a good chance of at least a downturn, but likely a recession of some sorts. So we're going to need to really come together uh, because if we try to weather the storm individually, it's going to be much, much harder to yeah. say that much. Well, we'll end it on those uh, salient notes. So I really appreciate your time, Skylar, and yeah. all the best. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Okay. Mm -hmm.